Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you're new here and don't know me yet, I'm your host, Katie Carey, independent publisher of Books That Matter and an international best-selling author. And of course, the host of this globally ranked podcast. I help metaphysical coaches and healers gain confidence, clarity, raise their visibility and their credibility giving them the opportunity to shine their light brighter so that the people they are here to serve can find them. I do this by creating opportunities for them to become best-selling authors in my multi-author and solo book projects. I also offer one-to-one mentorship services to help spiritual business owners find and unlock their limiting beliefs. In this podcast, I'll be sharing wisdom from myself, coaches, authors and energy healers that could be just what you need to transform your life today. You can connect with me via the Contact Katie button at my website at www.soulfulvalley.com Hello and welcome back to the Soulful Valley podcast, where I'm coming to you with series 11. And this week happens to be the third birthday of this podcast. So I've got a very special series for you this time around. And the whole series is called The Energy of Money. Now, some of you may have been listening the whole time that I've been producing this podcast, and you'll probably have realised that one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome was money blocks. (laughs) So I dug deep into all kinds of modalities, healing modalities, and I found lots of answers. And what I wanted to do for this series was share some conversations with you about the energy of money with people who have also overcome these and have now built spiritual businesses that bring in six, seven and more figures of income. Now, of course, that's through their business. That is not what the individual is actually bringing in personally for themselves. But the point of building a spiritual business is to create wealth for yourself, your family, your community, and to create an impact that you couldn't do with a business that brings in very little income or no income at all. With no income at all, you don't actually have a business. You really have probably an expensive hobby. So I wanted to bring in some answers for those of you listening who are in this for the long game, who want to increase the finances that roll into your business so that you can create more of an impact out there in your communities, whether that be locally to you or online. So sit back, get a notepad and a pen, take some notes and just open up your heart and listen and enjoy this next series. I'd also like to thank you for all of your support with our recent book launch, Evolving on Purpose, Co-Creating with the Divine, which made number one bestseller again in several marketplaces around the world and next month we're releasing the second 
book of the series of Soulful Poems, where I've brought poets from around the world to help you to heal and grow from within. You can look out for that one on the 27th of November. We also have one more opportunity to collaborate with us in a multi-author book. This one's called Becoming the Manifesting Diva, Creating Ripples While You Flow. We currently have nine authors writing their chapters. And so we have several spaces left. If you'd love to take part in this, we'll be launching it early next year. Just come and find me at soulfulvalley.com where you'll find the details and an application form. And if you're interested in joining our third Soulful Poems collaboration, email me at soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com and in the subject line, type Soulful Poems waitlist and I'll let you know when we put the application out again for that. Now, on with the episode that you came to listen to. Ivan Rose Potter is a visionary artist and philanthropist. They share their unique perspective of breaking free from poverty, finding true love after a divorce, and living the life of their dreams. Ivan shares their path of exponential and quantum growth to inspire you to live out your greatest legacy. Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast. Ivan! So, so excited. Lots of magic happening in my world, in your world, in all of the worlds. And this activation, this expression of the multi-dimensional presence that we have in this present moment now, all timelines are converging and very excited to share all the wisdom from the 33 years that I've been on this wonderful earth and planet. And I I say to everyone that we are just visitors here and emotional mastery and leading with that greater love, I've been calling it a galactic love, is an even deeper expression that we're unearthing and experiencing in so many ways that to express it. That's our mission here is to learn many ways of expression in any form and vibration, no matter what we are going through, not even judging it about how not to learn to suffer. We've been taught how to suffer in this world and really allowing happiness to be a natural state of abundance. I'm very excited for this activation on investing and mindset when it comes to creating a life of wealth, of deep wealth, being wealthy in spirit and mind and body at all levels and dimensions. It's not just about money, but we will talk about money and many things. (laughs) It's absolutely not just about the money, but that's what most people are looking for help with. So that's why I named the Sims the energy of money. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Ivan, can you just let our listeners know who you are, what you do in the world? Yes. So I am a visionary artist. 
I am also a philanthropist, an angel investor. I have been singing. I've been using this wonderful instrument that I've been given since I was about two years old, three years old. My parents said I knew how to sing before I could speak. And I always had a fascination with vibration, frequency, and energy. And at a very young age, I did not have the language, but I already had this inner intuitive felt sense and knowing of how sound and our vibration interacts with the rest of the world. And I viewed it through the lens of relationships. I grew up in an inner city in Jersey City. My parents came from abject poverty in the Philippines and had the courage and bravery to move to the States. So I'm a first generation born in America and growing up witnessing a melting pot of seeing diversity at a very young age while still growing up in a very conservative Catholic household. It showed me how we are given and fed a lot of information but we're never really taught on how to go deeper into our own critical thinking, as well as what feels good in my body and for me, and choosing that over something that we've been fed. And I look at fact and fiction, and I look at ourselves as grand storytellers. When people ask what I do for a living, I simply say, I read people for a living. And the fun part about that is it's some people might think, oh, so you're psychic or you're a medium or you do this. But what I say is I open up the chapters of someone's story that they've never looked at that brings them back to their most original state to live in vibrant authenticity and that we take full responsibility that the family we choose and the family we create we have an ability to transcend poverty. We have an ability to transcend suffering. I've gone through a divorce back in 2019. This was one year before the pandemic and I had lost everything. I walked into 16 garbage bags in the front of my living room. It was as if the universe had packed up all my things. And I felt this weight, this pressure of saying, I don't have to be married to fit into society. I don't have to own this home. I don't even have to have the bank account. I don't have to have the car. Everything was literally removed in my life that gave me a sense of security, but I still felt a sense of scarcity because I was neglecting a level of love for my inner child that was missing a pen and a paper and a microphone for their voice to be heard. And I had to take the time. I look at time as the number one thing that most people have in terms of poverty consciousness in. Most people who want to generate more wealth actually don't have enough time to create it. So I have this little, I'll call it a simple analogy. We can work 60-hour work weeks to create $60,000 a year. Or we can just work 
60 hours for an entire year to create $60,000 weeks. And that became a reality. Once in a blue moon, however, the universe guided me to experience that versus just being a yoga teacher for about eight, nine years, I was looking for success on the spiritual plane of my own self-evolution, yet I didn't feel worthy to be able to manage, multiply, and make a lot of money. And the difference for me when we come through this spiritual landscape is really speaking about what's good for you when you can be the biggest dreamer in the room, everyone else's dreams become fully realized. And it moves me emotionally because I say the legacy you leave behind has already been written in the stars. So if it's been written, what story are we writing? What stories are we telling to ourselves and then sharing to others to inspire and motivate them to raise their vibration and to raise the collective consciousness and the vibration of consciousness itself. We are actually evolving as a species beyond human nature, beyond human beings. We are transcending suffering itself. Suffering will be obsolete in a matter of years, in a matter of decades. And I'm here to live, to experience that, that peace is the most natural state that a child is born into this world. So it's an even greater mission. I had to go beyond yoga teacher, coach, mentor. I had to say what frees my time so that I can give my time freely in a vibration of generosity that allows the proliferation of kindness, self-acceptance, self-worth, compassion, self-expression. I had to embody what it means to be a visionary artist because I don't need to wear any mask or fit in any box. And I tried to fit in so many boxes in my life, Katie. I was a biomedical engineer at some point in my life. I was going to go into an MBA program. I was going to run in management and be in that business sector. I even went to medical school to become a doctor of physiotherapy. And I left that old world behind. Imagine going eight years in school and then saying, this is not for me. The universe has a higher mission and calling for me beyond the degree, beyond the certifications that I have. I'm also a yoga teacher, Reiki master teacher. No one knows me based on my credentials. They only know and experience me now simply through the telling of my story. And it's a gift to appreciate and celebrate our stories because there's a richness there that already exists. I have chills right now. There's a richness in your story that you've been waiting to tell your entire life, but you haven't been given the stage. You haven't been given the stadium because you're busy telling your story in the subway and no one can really hear you in the subway. Only things that are going to hear you is probably the rats, is probably the little critters and creatures that live in the subway, but people are looking for a stage and a space to really celebrate their story. And how beautiful we can have this conversation across the pond, across seas, and still feel intimately connected 
like we're in each other's living rooms. And this is the gift. Space doesn't actually exist. There is no separation currently in our expansive reality. What's even more profound is to master time, we must remove how we are generating and creating money based on an exchange of time. Time is our greatest asset. It cannot be reproduced. It cannot be replicated. So who we choose to share that time with and who we allow the time to proliferate. I have one mentor. I remember this one time. This was sticker shock. This may sticker shock some people. $30,000 for a single hour of their time. And I looked at that and I said, you can either invest $30,000 across 30 years and pay $1,000 a year and receive that knowledge across 30 years. Or if you are bold and brave and courageous and you know your dreams are even greater than your current physical reality, those dreams that you are realizing, all money will get you is more time. I had to learn how does time collapse in our world. People use this term all the time, let's collapse time. Let's close time so that we get things quicker. But people haven't developed the skills yet to be able to create and move through the energetic vibration of their own evolution. So we actually have to slow down for time to speed up. And how do we slow down? It comes back to the self. How do we speak to ourselves throughout the day? How are we open? People ask, do I have a Calendly? Do I have a link to my schedule? It's like, my schedule is so open. At a moment's notice, I have the ability to change my day because I allow that person who comes into my life to see how my lifestyle is rather than what they think it should be. Some people's calendars are booked. Mine is as open and vast as the ocean because I understand that time, the time we have together, this time now, to collapse 30 years into a single hour, that was what I had to believe beyond my own intelligent mind to allow me to raise to a higher center of learning that goes beyond just logical thinking. We are multidimensional beings. Living and encased in a physical body compressed over billions and trillions of years. So we are actually the cosmic soup or cosmic vibration of the entire universe embodied and encased into a beautiful jewel, this hidden jewel within the lotus. And when we start to uncover our stories, the darkest moments in our life will become the brightest stars when we go beyond the suffering, when we become sovereign from our own suffering, when we have deep compassion for others' suffering because we have suffered in our own way. But we go beyond even the human story of duality where some say we must suffer and others are sovereign. But I say what is our evolving evolutionary expression and experience now is that suffering will be obsolete. And I don't have a timeline for that, Katie, 
but I am here to say it will be beautiful to live through an experience in an era when peace is the most natural state. I say the greatest movement is when everything softens and stillness speaks and begins. So when stillness begins in our life, we are no li longer living in an incoherent, dissonant reality. There is an ability for us to fully channel from the sacredness and the highest expression and the greatness and the sublime and ineffable where modern day miracles are your most natural state of creation. This is ha what has unlocked in my life to experience miracles every single day and not to question it, but to still honor the deepest aspect of me that had to live in the box and the system of the world that became modern day slavery. And I had to break through I had my own breakthrough and exodus outside of what I was taught and told would provide a level of security, but I didn't want security in my life. I wanted complete sovereignty. My greatest message to everyone tuning in and listening as you're feeling energy move through your expression, through your experience, through your physical vibration on many levels is that your word that activates freedom within you. For me, it's generosity. I had to remove myself from the equation that I needed a salary, that I needed to get paid, that I needed to have things so that I could have a life. Rather, I focused on the vision and dream that says, when I activate visionary leaders, entrepreneurs, conscious enterprises, and business owners, that are looking for an expression where we can come together and learn to collaborate and use our skills, not in seclusion or silos or, or compartments. When we actually come together, we become this grand mosaic of the entire universe expressed in a single drop, a single drop of peace, a single drop of love. We transcend politics, we transcend greed. We transcend religions where people have experienced persecution. We transcend genocide. We transcend these old stories of duality. And we learn to express ourselves in our most natural state and vibration of love. And we're going to take a deep, deep, deep inhale just to allow this to sink into the tissues because we are releasing any old programs that are obsolete, that do not serve our highest intelligence for the highest good of all. We are good. We are great. So to dream even bigger is to say, what life am I living in an extraordinary way that allows modern day miracles to be my most natural state of manifestation every single time I take a breath and I open my voice? It is about this vocal identity. To establish a vocal identity is more important than the visual identity. The visuals come later. I've been able to change my own, I'll call it physiology, <laughs> expression into 
the highest forms of beauty in the most natural state. I say we can live without the makeup, without the filters. This is a no-filtered experience and expression that I'm sharing with you all. And any questions, I'm so happy to answer as well, Katie. I know I was, I oh, felt no. the, you know, like, I'm going to give you the beautiful. Now, now, listeners, you'll know why I wanted Ivan to come on this show. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> The gold. <laughs> the gold. Yes, I call it liquid gold. <laughs> Before I go into the, the money um, questions, one of the reasons that I really resonated with you was your story about singing for as long as you can remember, because that's my story too. And oh, wow. I remember as a small child making weird strange sounds I mean everybody thought I was strange because I'd sit there making noises like oh and <laughs> really weird sounds in my voice nobody knew what I was doing and by the time I started school I was in the playground singing I, I just created audiences and I was just performing to all the children oh, and teaching them how to sing and dance so your yeah. story Wow. Oh, I've never known anyone like me before. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm looking at my mirror. I'd say this is an invisible mirror becoming visible in this moment. This is fantastic, Katie. This is, oh, this is so beautiful. I want to speak about this. Yeah, well, as a child as well, I, I, I was also living, I was seriously living in poverty because my dad had lost his job. My dad was a quite, um, quite violent as well. He later on became an alcoholic. But because of the state of our family affairs with money at the time, yes, I made a decision when I was five that I was going to be a star. I was going to be a music, musical Hollywood actress. <laughs> and I started to daydream. And by the time I was 14, I was starring on stages in Russia. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Part, I ended up on TV in theatres. Yeah. I, I never went to stage school, so I lived on, on you know, the, the, one of the poorest estates in a city, in Coventry. And these magical things happened, but they, now I can see looking back and the way things happened with the podcast and the books and and the, the things that I've, co I've created, co-created, and the way that people have come into my world. I don't do sales calls. I don't have my Calendly, like, constantly <laughs> filled. And it's just... And I change it when I, you know, when I feel that I haven't, I'm not in the right energy for anything. But I, I can see now how that natural magic as a child to create. Yes. It, it was natural. I didn't learn it from anybody. Right. <laughs> so People just, are trying to learn that imagination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even the things that came to me, there was no, I didn't even have a telephone. Wow. So even when I was on TV... I was on TV with I was starring with a doctor. He'd just finished Doctor Who. And I had no telephone. So he used to phone a neighbor who would come across the street to me to get me to speak to him. Wow. <laughs> and we didn't even have a telephone or a car or anything like that. <laughs> so I'd created this magic. And, and it was like I'd lived in two different worlds back then. Yes. So when I was 18 things changed because then I suddenly was an adult and mm. was reminded constantly that I needed to get into the real world and go and get a job and that was the beginning of the jobs that I hated wow <laughs> and then I got married to a soldier and then I, I was traveling the world 
That's fine. I have chills. I was married to a, a Navy veteran. Oh, really? I was married to a soldier in my 20s for eight years. We were together. This is so uncanny. Oh my gosh, Katie. Yes. Yeah. And then we bought the house that uh, in the village that I currently still own. But so many synchronicities have happened since I had a second marriage. So I've, I've had two divorces now. But after the second, well, I divorced in 2020. So there's another parallel there. Around COVID, I was divorcing. Wow. <laughs> and, and all of the worlds that I'd built at that point had crashed down. But then all of these opportunities started to appear during COVID, like the start of my podcast. And this was where I started to tap into the magic of Katie the child. Who knew? Who naturally created magic? So I love you. <laughs> oh, I love this. This makes me so happy. You know who Katie is? This is so when you say Katie the child, she, your inner child writes it as cutie, almost with a K though, spelled with a K. So cutie. She changes the A to a U because she says the universe is within you. The magic that you are witnessing and celebrating is the inner child's world of deep imagination. And when a child imagines in the world, the child instantaneously creates that world and then lives it and experiences it, not as a stage and as someone observing as an audience member with a stage, but living that life out loud on the stage itself and experiencing the feedback of the audience waiting to tell their story just as that inner child is seeing how cute and lovable and beautiful and acknowledging and appreciating that child to experience their own magic through the audience and back this is the power of our resonance our frequency our vibrational identity we are all connected in so many ways and no matter how short or small or niche our story may feel, I'm learning about your story, Kate, and I'm saying, I've probably shared three decades of what you've gone through. And to experience it, to live through it, and to make it through to the other side, to one day tell the tale and the story of how everything happened and how life is today. This is when the story collapses. And I call it folding the past, freeing our future, and embodying our soul's unique energy legacy in the present. And this is the power of our story. This is emotional mastery just through the vibration, not of words, but how we tell the tale and how we fall back in love with the hero who didn't have those tools, those skills, and the awareness that we do in retrospect. So we come full circle. But I'm grateful for my divorce. I'm grateful for my homelessness. I'm grateful for all the things that I've lost. We speak about challenging seasons, whether that's financial, whether that's spiritual, mental, emotional, Whatever we are going through, those seasons are asking us to lean more into support 
because the people that support others, they will never reject you. They will never judge you from where you have been. They will be open. I say the universe always has an invitation. The question becomes, are we ready to accept those invitations when they land, when they arrive? My life has been beautiful. Katie, I'm sharing this with you. To generate at a level of a seven-figure coaching business, mentorship business, whatever we want to call it, in less than three years, all partaking during a global pandemic, my world became more intimate than I even realized. Conversations became even closer because they were no longer surface level. I had to remove people that were holding onto a level of poverty and scarcity because they were afraid of who I was becoming. Not who I was now, but who I was becoming. And as we are becoming, as we are coming of age, who we become, it's going to shift like tectonic plates moving the plates of the earth, new ground, new earth, and new seeds that we are planting to have an even greater harvest for many seasons to come. So how we create sustainable wealth across many timelines. Many people speak about diversity and multiple streams of income. One of the greatest awakenings was when Bob Proctor, during a keynote speech back in 2019, this was around this time, actually, October and November, he said and spoke out loud, he said, when your annual income becomes your monthly income, this is the first part in terms of if we speak about goals and energetic projections, this will shift your reality. And for me, I translated this further to say, what happens when you start to experience what you would have experienced in a year, but now you're experiencing that in a single day? This is my life now. This is what I get to experience every single day. So instead of me waiting another 30 years to be retired at 66, I collapsed three years so that I could retire my parents. We just went on a trip to Italy, to Venice, Rome, Firenze, and Florence, and was there present for retirement. I got to retire, to be in retirement with my parents so that they could experience the inner child that they never imagined was possible. So now they get to experience their Disney World because they grew up really early. And I had a mission. I don't have kids in this lifetime, but I said, our parents are actually our children. We are learning to teach them lessons that they never learned in their generation because they had to live in a certain mold and box to fit in. But now it's really about not fitting in, yeah. but fitting out. <laughs> and I'm here wanting to I we're both the ages of angel numbers because I've just turned 55 as well oh, I love this. 33 plus 55 is 88 to infinity and beyond I love <laughs> 55 got, is so powerful my wow. mission is to watch well no I am watching my children now in boxes you know in those boxes and my mission is to retire them children 
I love you. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. It's like reverse. I love this. This is so I'm gonna do the same thing for my children as you for your parents. I, I would do it. I would do that for my parents, but they wouldn't come. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh oh I love you. And you mentioned Bob. That's another another synchronicity because you've mentioned Bob before, and there was a weekend where he did a, an online paradigm yeah. shift weekend. I was on that. <laughs> and that was probably the start of, of my personal development over the last few years was Bob Proctor. I love him. <laughs> I'm like, who is this mad and what is he thinking about? How come I've never been taught this? Yeah, so why didn't I find him years ago? <laughs> I was 29 at the time. I was going yeah. through a heavy Saturn return. That was the divorce year. I got divorced on my, per my birthday, April 22nd. I signed the papers on that day. I felt the most free I had ever felt in my life. I felt like I didn't have to live in a certain mask mm. to feel accepted by society. And then I got to explore my own journey of self-acceptance, self-love. And that was what inspired my coaching business. Beginning June 2020, we opened a self-love masterclass and it filled. We we made about uh, 63,000 in, in six weeks and I had doubled my annual income in a matter of six weeks. I, I told, I was like baffled. I had no words. I'm like, my brain couldn't even compute what had happened. Being an ex type A personality, being by the books all the time. I, I wanted to speak also about linear wealth mm. and quantum wealth. It's okay. People love to create linear wealth. It gives a, a level of safety and security, which is not a bad thing. But when that has been manifested and we know the track record of that, quantum wealth is diverging on the subplots on the other areas where we can start to explore other aspects of our genius and our intelligence that allows us to innovate what is already there. And I believe innovation is lacking in many spaces that are trying to create something that is meaningful in someone's life, but has no meaning because it feels repurposed or resold yeah. or reboxed. And spirituality cannot be teached or taught. It can only be embodied and experienced. And I believe the true goal, I've transcended even the word spirituality. I, I don't really use it actually when I'm teaching. I believe evolution is headed towards a level of self-acceptance and understanding where we are learning and living out those lessons out loud because we are free of the words failure and freedom. I'm saying to lean into failure more. That's why I signed up in entrepreneurship. I said, I want to have all the money so that I can fail and try multiple things and experiment with trial and error. And if this doesn't work, it's okay. If this doesn't work, you cannot be attached to the outcomes and expectations when you are investing into multiple things and avenues. And remember the first year we invested large amount, we hired seven mentors, $400,000 later, it became a seven figure year. And 
I think about education. My parents valued education as I was growing up. It may have not been the education I wanted as I was learning. I wanted to go directly into conservatory and music school. This was a big passion. I knew already mm-hmm. at three, four years old. But my parents said, you have to be an engineer, a doctor, or a lawyer. So that was the typical path. I had followed the path and I said, well, that was easy. I said, if this is easy, what is going to be challenging to allow me to grow and expand into all of who I was meant to be? And I learn about experience. I learn about putting ourselves in amazing spaces that allows us and gives us access to role models of change and transformation or leadership. And that visionary leadership allows us to vibrate at a capacity where we are at our most vulnerable. And I think about vulnerability as a great power, a superpower. In our greatest vulnerability, we're open to the manifested miracles that are actually waiting for us on the other side. So we actually have to get out of our own way to receive what's on the way. Oh, thank you, Ivan. I have I have got a few questions for you. <laughs> I'm sure we could just carry on this conversation without the questions. <laughs> I love questions. Questions are great. They anchor our thoughts and yeah. I visualize them like beautiful trees. Absolutely. So my first question for you relating to the energy of money series is what role does intention setting play? in your financial success as a spiritual entrepreneur? And how do you incorporate that into your daily practices? Oh, I just got chills. Katie, this is the question of the century. (laughs) This is a deep question. Uh. The analogy I'll draw is we can either grow a garden of flowers that last for a single season or we can grow a garden full of flowers and an orchard that has many fruit and many seasons that show up annually and perpetually. And when I look at at intention, without intention, healing cannot occur. And without intention and frequency, there's a difference between energetic frequency and emotional intention. So for all my science brains in the room, this is the beauty about going through my brain. I, I can tell you all the neuroscience classes I took, the the ends that I had to go through in terms of learning, I was like, how much more can this mind learn? <laughs> we have a level of neuroplasticity in our brain. We're literally a sponge. We're literally a vibration of water learning to flow in the most natural state that nature has intended for us to be. So when I think about multiple streams, why do we use the word streams when it comes to money and creating intention? Flow. (laughs) Flow, exactly, flow state. I'd rather be in a flow state so money constantly is being used to be invested so that I continue to appreciate and those that are part of that also continue to appreciate. So as you tend to your garden, your intention emotionally, that has to be defined. 
Then we add the plus sign. And once you take your emotional intention and you add an energetic frequency, for example, a frequency can be, I call it ripples of radiant love. Imagine love rippling across many dimensions of time and space, not only for yourself and your family and community, but to the individuals connected to the community and beyond, and even in our world and beyond this world. When you take intention and frequency, this is when we transcend and enter the capacity to be open, to allow the universe to flood us with that vibration, which even transcends healing itself. So there is actually nothing to heal. It's actually about deeper listening and hearing beyond our ears and tapping into deeper somatic vibrational senses of mind, body, and spirit that allows the natural homeostatic state of our body and our inner knowing, both on the spiritual energetic vibrational realm and also the emotional intelligence of ourselves to come together and become wedded and created. And what I love to call this, this diamond heart of eternity. Our past and our future are learning to collide. I call them star-crossed lovers. <laughs> so that the child, the love child that is created from both of these parents becomes the one that we're intentionally activating in the presence of others, when we share our stories, when we are alchemizing and activating thought, we are shifting ancient wisdom for a modern, activated alchemy that becomes an amplification of our greatest truth in a universal form that has no separation between past, present, and future. We are actually becoming, once more, a cosmic egg, a cosmic circle, the circle of life, because we actually can even transcend death itself. We are eternal beings. We are everlasting. And anything that feels finite and fleeting, time will pass. Time will tell. Those things are temporary. So don't focus on the temporary. Focus on the transient intentions that transcend time and space. That's the legacy I speak about. That is us embodying our unique energetic legacy. I've termed this and trademarked this energy origami. Can we create and become flexible in form where we are so amorphous in state that no one can tell who you are? They can only experience who you are being, and they cannot even define what it is that you do or say, because we are a divine mystery. And to experience and explore love is one of the greatest mysteries to uncover in this lifetime. We're actually learning to love in this lifetime through emotional mastery and energetic vibrational alchemy. Thank you. Oh, I can feel every word of this. <laughs> oh, it's so juicy. And not with my ears. <laughs> <laughs>
it's that little coochie coochie coo it's that little tickle that you think <laughs> you a little frenchy whenever we i know when she turns and rolls over i'm like she's ready for the little belly tickles <laughs> it's, it's literally like that it feels that deep and yeah. good yeah <laughs> oh i really have to make sure that people are present when they listen to this episode <laughs> this is one for a replay and repeat There's yeah i'm gonna come and listen i'm gonna come back and listen to this over and over <laughs> amazing <laughs> ivan how do you maintain a sense of alignment and authenticity in your business while also meeting financial goals and targets? Oh, this is such a deep question. I meet that. So I'll give a backstory. I was never financially satisfied when I was a yoga teacher. I felt almost like a Mother Teresa that was giving in a charitable way, but it felt self-sacrificing. And when I realized I got to receive and I get to receive also the way that my students received, I had to flip the script and experience a level of receptivity and reciprocity where I was learning to receive rather than overgive. And when I learned the ability to receive, I started to receive more. And I made this decision very early on. We're speaking about our energetic identity. So people speak about emotional intelligence. I like to speak about energetic identity. And here's a fun subconscious uh, mini meditation that we can play with. Imagine if we were blind and we could not see one another, but we could feel one another's energy. How we play in the subconscious subliminal plane and space, our subconscious mind controls 95% of our conscious reality, what happens in reality. So when we learn the subconscious landscape, we actually become very good at discerning between what we see, what we feel, and what we experience. In my world, so this is how I allow the time to collapse, because there is actually no separation. For those that are in spiritual alignment and looking to activate a conscious entrepreneurial business, nonprofit or brand, these two worlds converge and collapse where you're not playing an identity as a spiritual being that is separate from your business identity. When I allowed these two worlds to collapse, what wasn't happening in my old career, I told myself, this isn't going to be a second iteration or a repeat cycle of my past. I have to reinvent my future. And how do we do that in the present? It's redefining what is your intention as you are activating a business that you already know is going to be successful because you've gone through the journey yourself and you've seen clients experience it. You've experienced the healing and transformation. We must learn to identify not as the operator in the business, 
but the one that creates and manifests and makes, we call it those 30,000 foot higher executive mm -hmm. decisions, you have to be both on the path and also the one seeing what's on the way to know exactly where you're headed. So to be Google Maps and also the journey, the hero along the journey, both of these have to be present or we'll get lost. And when we start to repeat and we go in circles because we don't know the way. And this is why support, this is why knowledge proliferated, how powerful we can change at an instant. We can change the story we are writing, but how we tell the story that has already happened, that is what clients, your community is looking to be activated within them. They're looking for role models of change and being intentional about who you are, who you are embodying and identifying as. I speak into existence and I say, I am the vibration of divine love leading a generation of generosity. My freedom, identity is generosity. I want to be generous in the way I express myself, in the way I command myself, in the way that I share my wisdom, in the way I share the success of my students and my community, that can never be taken from you. Generosity is actually free. And when we focus on free energy, we can continue to create it the same way that nature provides us with the food, the vibration of the sun, the moon, the stars, the light, the darkness. All of this is manifested energy that is neither created nor destroyed. It is always flowing. So we must match our identity and frequency to the most natural state, to our most natural gifts. This is what shifts and creates the nuanced vibration of why a coach will choose to work with one individual versus another. It gets to be personally intimate, leaning into your personal story and striving and allowing people to experience the boldness and bravery and courage and the leaps that you've created. I call it swan diving into your pool of purpose versus belly flopping <laughs> into the pool and then feeling all the pain and the hurt. You're like, oh, this is so painful. Not even allowing the water to ripple or penetrate because you are one with the water and the consciousness of water. So I shifted my identity from being very fixed to being very fluid and flexible. And my wealth identity is the experience of water through the expression of yin fire. So when we talk about uh, archetypes, this is fun. I do a fun course on who are you energetically? If you're just an element, who would you be and express yourself? I'm the tiniest little flame in the fire, but I'm also the hottest and most potent and amplified 
because you don't need a lot to create a lot. So less is more in my world. For some of you, it may be called the Pareto Principle, putting in 20% effort to generate 80% profits and receiving that. This was the game I was learning to play and navigate. And I actually focused, this is a beautiful experience for those looking at expanding their alchemy, their business, their abundance and experience of that and sharing more is I had only focused with a very small audience. So this is a difference between two audiences. If you have a big audience, you can focus on smaller offers, even in pricing. If you have a small audience, it's great to focus on high level offers. We have offers upwards of about $400,000 that clients have paid in full for. And the beauty is we're learning to collapse the future. Imagine someone saying, yep, I'll work with you for the next three years. Here's payment in full. We just collapsed those three years. And now that person received exactly, exactly what they're learning to receive and then creating more and then amplifying more and going beyond money itself. So don't focus on the money. It's not the money, is it? It's what you can create from that space. What you can create from that space and how money simply allows you to magnetize and amplify what you're already creating. Yeah. Money just buys speed and time and the ability to make more mistakes. And when I saw that, that, that you had expanded more into the, the music and creating songs again, yes. <laughs> that's exactly what my inner child said to me. When I've been oh. in and I've asked, she's, she th thinks it sounds quite wonderful that I'm creating books because she loved books. <laughs> and the podcast sounds amazing, but she says, but what about the singing and the dancing? <laughs> We definitely need that. No, I know, I know. <laughs> My podcast editor is also a music producer, and I know eventually I will will be creating songs. And I'm You're not too old. To laugh. I thought I was too old at 33 when I was I was singing and I was performing gigs, and I thought I was too old at 33. <laughs> I'm 33 now, and I'm like, I feel so young. I feel younger at 33 than I ever did in my 20s. Yeah. And the beauty about that. My partner is also a music producer. This is so uncanny. I love that we're having this conversation. I feel like I'm speaking to my future self and also my present self and also my past self. And we're at this round table and we're just having this powwow and celebrating one another's journey. And this is such a great gift. Your abundance will increase when you aren't actually celebrating your success but you're acknowledging and appreciating the success of others. Mm. This is going to shift. And I was very jealous the first time I saw all my mentors creating magnitudes of wealth. I'm like, I want those things, but I don't have them now. I had to be so grateful that they were brave enough to create it and that they had a way and a path to generate and create it from a space that felt timeless, elegant, effortless, and easy. And I learned how to be more graceful with myself. And it's not about having a packed calendar. 
It's actually having space for the individuals that value your time and are willing to pay top dollar. Doesn't matter the number and the ticket price because they're not looking at the price tag of it. They're actually looking at how can they be more present with how they can share the story with more people. So proliferating our success and the success of community, that success is creating another success story waiting to happen for someone else who knows that's the next level of ascension and activation in the world. And we are vibration. We are learning to vibrate in an even higher capacity than our mind can fathom. So don't allow the mind to decide what your future is. That's the linear wealth space. To go and venture into the quantum, you have to be willing to empty your entire cup and any old stories you have about money, about manifestation, about creation, it's actually starting a brand new chapter in a brand new book. This is exciting. It is exciting. Talking of books, I know you're writing a book. I when am. will we be blessed with the <laughs> when will we be blessed with the opportunity to purchase this book? <laughs> it's gonna be in pre-order very soon. And this is so cute. Most people don't read books nowadays. I do. So I had to look at Generation Alpha, Gen Z. Yeah. I'm a millennial at 33. So I said, hmm, if we live in a very audiovisual landscape, how can I make this book an experience for the new age? There's going to be an audiobook. I'm planning to actually even have a visual connection and book with it. And instead of me just telling and writing my story, it almost feels like an autobiography, I'm actually creating it through a landscape of poems, of music, and song that will be future songs and music that I perform and sing live. So it's actually like, oh, I just got chills. It's your <laughs> child's songbook and storytelling through music activated so people can experience their own telling of the story without me telling it to them. So it's like the seed, but how they grow and plant that seed that's their story to tell. Okay. Have you got, you've been here an hour. Have you got, have you got plenty of time? I have so much time. <laughs> a couple more questions. <laughs> Keep them coming. I love questions. <laughs> We're just getting started. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share any strategies or techniques for energetically attracting and manifesting financial abundance in your life and business? Yes. Yes, I love this question. It's being ridiculously bold and brave. People are not going to like what you do when you become really good and great at what you create. But that is literally like mosquito repellent for those that you are not meant to serve. I'm speaking about being bold in who you want to be. I speak about philanthropy. Most people, I'll say 95% of the vibrational world when it comes to wealth are employed. They work for someone. 
when we start to get into the top 4% and then into the top 1%, there's self-employed and business owners, but you're still holding a job. When you start to enter the investor's mindset, I just saw a wealth portfolio of the ultra-rich and wealthy that are upwards of 30 million in assets. And I looked at the difference between that and the diversity of the portfolio and someone who's starting their entrepreneurial journey. And the key difference that I noticed, those who are investing into high levels of wealth, they're going beyond the creation of money itself. I was just in Italy and I witnessed the most beautiful art that has a present story to tell, but also told a story back in the day. And when I saw this Renaissance and Baroque art, I imagined these are probably worth millions and millions of dollars. An average piece was anywhere from 5 million to about 35 million for a single piece of art. And I noticed the time, the era, the history behind it, all of these things that come up when we're shifting the money story itself. As we're learning to activate and amplify an even greater truth beyond money itself, the frequency and vibration that we are meant to hold and experience and vibrate and activate is actually going beyond what it means to be in a transactional relationship and entering into transformational relationships. So when I watch someone's transformation, and then you observe and witness your own transformation, how far you have gone in your transformation journey will make it easier for someone who is learning to build trust with your brand and business. And the more you've gone to the deepest edges and crevices of what scares you the most, let that be 10 to 100 times the activation of what someone else is going through in their day to day. Because if you've taken a hundred steps and someone else has only taken one step, you have the 99 other steps that you've already taken that you only have to share, that you only have to allow them to experience what it's like to believe, to be supported and to be acknowledged and appreciated so that they know and appreciate and are excited when they get there, you are the first one who gets to celebrate that milestone. You are the first one that gets to acknowledge that because they were never acknowledged from their parents, from their guardians as a child. It really comes to those intimate moments that we missed and lost when we were growing up. So it actually comes back. What are missing puzzle pieces in this person's story? that were never acknowledged or appreciated because they were busy in survival. Mm. To be in thrival, we must experience and celebrate the stories that are becoming because now there is the time and space and the empty cup to receive what's on the way. So acknowledgement and celebration is a very powerful vibration. I celebrate my clients' milestones all the time. I'm the first one to pick up the phone and call them. Tears of joy streaming down their face. Ivan, I made my first six-figure month, my first six-figure week. Ivan, I'm able to help 
And now I want to get one of my clients is like, I can't wait to get my three kids their own homes. She's 50 years old, a single mom. She said, this is my year of love. I can't wait to invest in your nonprofit and your foundation and space. We're building a legacy of trust. And, and that was one of the key learning lessons. I told myself, I don't want to work for a lifetime. I want the labor of love to be an expression of the trust that I am building as a foundation where generosity and money is no longer a question of, can I afford it? Can I even purchase it? It's asking, how can I express my own artistic, intelligent design to celebrate someone's story and allow them to share that story with the world, to connect to the hearts. I'm starting music at 33 professionally, Katie, because I told myself if I can take 33 years of experience and alchemize that into a three-minute song that changes and transforms someone's life in a matter of three seconds or 30 seconds when they listen to the first part of the, the verse and the chorus or even the first intro of the instruments, I can activate someone at that level of speed. I've done my job. I've done what I've meant to be here on this planet sharing. So now I'm collapsing 33 years into three minutes or less. That's my new frontier when it comes to collapsing time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, 55 years of experience into my songs. I'm a lot wiser than I was when I was 33, so I'd write better songs. <laughs> You're, yes, 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 yes. You are still forever 33. <laughs> Ivan, how do you handle financial setbacks or challenges from a spiritual perspective? And what practices or mindset shifts do you employ during such time? This is a loaded question, Katie. This is a deep question. <laughs> I wanted this series to be different from all of the other money series. <laughs> this is so good. I'm going to rewatch this because I feel like I'm learning at the same time. I'm like, I have notes to take. Because <laughs> what's coming through, I love getting out of the way, but still acknowledging my story, but not making it the center of attention. But I can share a personal experience about how to navigate through financial setbacks. It's actually about leaning in to more support, going inward. There's what's called seasons of learning and seasons of growth and earning. And usually when I see financial setbacks, there is a lesson that's waiting for you to learn. There's also going to be moments where you rise and you create. I had a moment during a business. This was back in 2022. We had just had our first $120,000 month. And three months after, we had signed our first $111,000 client in full. I was celebrating with Solomon in Vegas. We're not gamblers, so we actually went to see a Lady Gaga show oh. concert on Halloween. So for those celebrating Halloween, we just had it here in the States. And what was beautiful and experiencing that, when you have a shift in income and you've never had it before, I can tell you how fast 100,000 goes in the matter of the month, it was all gone. And my old self would have been like, 
what did you do with the money? Where did it all go? What happened to it? We start to freak out. We have like a little mini existential crisis saying, you've never had this before, but now it's all gone. And then we start to feel like we're irresponsible with money. We start to bash ourselves saying, I can't hold massive amounts of money. So this is another fear mm. that sets through when people want to expand in their wealth, but they're afraid what happens when I have all this money. Financial setbacks are actually abilities for you to set time and space to see as I'm experiencing and evolving with my relationship with money. And there's different seasons of growth. How am I handling my emotions and also my energetic filter? When that 100K month happened and that 100K day happened, three months after, we had an even bigger day. I was like, is this even possible? It went close to about 400,000 in that month. Three months later, I said, well, I guess all the universe is saying, keep going. It was like winning the lottery without playing the lottery. And I was thinking about this lottery. I was thinking about financial setbacks. We had gone so far as to reinvest all of it and to start with zero. I always start every single month and end every single month with zero on the ledger line. Because if I think I have it all, I don't. If I think I have nothing, I'm ready to receive everything. So our words hold power. Our worlds and words are spells casted into a vibrational, emotional landscape that is attracting the vibration of the rest of the story that you want to seek. Sometimes financial setbacks might not feel so exciting now, but later down the line, in retrospect, they're going to serve as a canon and as a pivotal moment in your story that you either fall back into your past or you choose to free your future into a future that you've never experienced. So we had a financial setback. We had a few months, literally zero was coming in. And I thought about it. I said, well, I know how to make more of this money and I know how to cycle it through. But to manage and multiply money, I have an activation. I modified Bob Proctor's. It's really great. Originally, it says, I'm so happy and grateful now that money flows to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. Great. Got that. I modified it and I said, I'm so happy and grateful now that infinite money flows to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources and is managed and multiplied on a continuous basis. And you can hear the fluency as and the way I which I speak, in the way I, in which I speak. <laughs> There's the financial setback. In the way in which I speak, it's okay if the words don't make sense right now, but as you become more fluent and you can say it fluently, this is how money begins to snowball. You're actually learning to compress energy when a financial setback happens so that you can expand and build with what is called the compound effect. Compound effect usually takes place with consistent momentum and effort, 18 to 21 months. Most people lack patience and also presence 
when it comes to financial setbacks. So when something isn't working, it's actually time to look under the hood and say, what can I shift and change so that I'm not just experiencing seasons of success, but I spoke about that tree that's bearing great fruit. You got to get rid of the rotten apples. You got to get rid of the misaligned clients. You got to focus on your top 2%, your top 4% of clients, and you got to activate more of those clients who are waiting in the woodworks that want to work with you, but are afraid to say the things that they're afraid to say, but you're speaking it out, like you're speaking exactly what's in their mind, and you're answering and putting out not even the questions that they want you to answer, but you're putting it into questions that is even answering the question that they just asked. So you actually have to ask yourself better questions during financial setbacks because the answers show themselves during financial success, but during seasons of financial setbacks, that's when you go inward to expand even further outward. Call it like a slingshot theory. You got to pull that bow and arrow just a little further back so it goes beyond the trajectory of the goal that you originally set. Because once you've gone beyond that goal and you went 10 times ahead, guess what? I have an extra nine seasons. I'm just going to sit, put my hands back and say like, great, everything's fine. It's like a cat that has nine lives. Use one of them, you get eight more, and we continue to progress. Financial setbacks are poignant milestones and cannons that allow you to have anchor points in your story that allows people who are going through those seasons of turbulence to know that someone has already gone through it. So lean in. It's actually being more vulnerable about what you've gone through financially. I never came from money and my parents valued education. My mom tripled her mortgage just so that I can go to university at the same time as my two other siblings. Three at a time was the only one working at the time. And I was thinking about the power of this woman. I cannot wait to retire this beautiful, powerful vibrational woman because if she can take care of a village and she's so selfless in the way that she takes care of everyone else, I wanna be selfish in the way that I take care of her. So we must always give back where energy is due. Because if we too, take too much, we actually become greedy and it will backfire energetically. It will ricochet, it will bounce off. We must know who has supported and activated us along our journey, along the way, so that we can give 10 times, 100 times more than they ever thought was possible. When we focus on generosity, even beyond gratitude itself, generosity continues to proliferate a level of gratitude in the form of money, in the form of expanding others. And I'm grateful for expanding our nonprofit foundation to begin to focus on scholarships for visionary artists to proliferate art in future galleries. We have what's called the C Foundation, Self Evolution Education. 
looks like a beautiful butterfly. I actually have it here. Okay, you can see a little oh, bit wow. of it. But it's an ev evolution of really, we evolve when we are fully educated on our innermost alchemy. That alchemy is here. Ooh, I guess the Frenchie is visiting here. <laughs> I should have I should have let mine in, shouldn't I? <laughs> She's saying hello. She's like, hello. oh, it's awesome. She just came in. She felt the energy. She's like, what's going on? Well, mine, mine likes to sit here if I'm giving an Akashic Record session. He oh, just so loves cute. to be around me when I'm <laughs> in the Akashic <laughs> Records. <laughs> this one's a shamanic puppy. She's a little Frenchie, but... She's she's sad in many sessions. She's wild. <laughs> the sounds that come out of these little beings, they're really highly intelligent. I think they're aliens visiting us and like, well, we're just, we'll take care of you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Go, you're free. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan, I've got one last question for you. Okay, love. How do you ensure that your financial pursuits align with your soul's purpose and contribute to the greater good? I think you've just shown me that. <laughs> oh, this is so cute. Oh, that's so funny. The answer reveals itself through the question <laughs> asked previously, but it's, I love this. When we progress, and I'm not saying that you have to continue to progress and expand. Some people are happy with a $10,000 a month, $800,000 a month, a million dollars, whatever their financial goal is, as we continue to progress and proliferate, we actually have to go beyond ourselves and ask an even greater question of what is the legacy that you are leaving behind? And it's already been written. What more and aspects of your story do you want to experience that are waiting to be shared, that are waiting to be experienced, and that others are waiting to also experience so that you can celebrate. And I think about expansion, just like water at the top of a mountain melts from ice. Eventually, it will meet the streams of a lake or a river and eventually it will meet the ocean. And that awakening, that experience of awakening, if you want to experience the entire journey, you have the ability to experience it. Not focusing on what am I bringing in that is covering and paying the expenses and the bills, but what's that other 95% that I'm waiting to create that allows me now in my mind to just think of my expenses as 5% or the other 95% I'm sharing, I'm giving. Because my time and the value of my time and where, who I share that time with, there are people who are energetically going to allow that slingshot and that bow and arrow to ripple into multiple dimensions. Then we become a constellation. We become just as great as the stars. The stars are actually dead planets or vibrations that have been captured millions, billions, and trillions of light years away. So when we can notice that and appreciate that, the star is telling its story, but it's already passed. 
it's actually just catching up to your current reality. When you've caught up to its reality, you'll know that you have the support of the stars. You have the support of an even higher intelligence that is gently guiding you. I call them breadcrumbs of grace. We mentioned our angel numbers. I've been seeing lots of two, two, twos, three, three, threes. But everywhere for me. The five, 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 well, I'm 55. And leading five, up five. to my birthday, it yes. was ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> it was. Wow. It's like, this is what the universe is like, congratulations, Katie. We're so excited for you. Keep going, keep going. It's like, it's that little confirmation, like, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm still here. <laughs> the podcast is three years old. Just turned three. It was our birthday last week. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Especially when a lot of the people that, when I started, are not doing this anymore. <laughs> That's another trying. thing I was going to say, Katie, is when you're passionate <laughs> yeah. about what you're sharing, it will never feel like work ever. No, no. So don't work for your business. I'm saying let your business work for you. That's the investor's mindset. Let money work for you. Eventually, this is another activation. We have a great Dana. Let's do this one. is not just an interview, is it? This is an activation. So this is an activation. I hope, listeners, that you have all got pens and paper. And if you haven't, take notes afterwards as well. That's mine barking. Oh, there they go. They're moving the energy for us. I call them almost like sage. They're like clearing the energy to let the vibration even expand further to invest and allow money to make money for you in a very passive way. That is how you activate full wealth. There's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. And you can get rich very quickly, creating, vibrating, educating, all the things. But the ultimate lesson of wealth and money is in this lifetime with the advent of the technology in the age of Aquarius, we're actually moving into a high level of automation where most of the jobs we see today will be obsolete in a matter of two to five years. And we must actually lean in to community and allowing technology to support bigger vibrational communities around the world. And ultimately, we're not actually meant to work for money in this lifetime. I don't actually see it being a physical currency anymore. It will become digital very soon. And now we'll no longer have paper. It'll just be an energetic, here you go. We'll be sending it like little chi balls coming out of our palms. We'll be like, this is my energetic exchange. So oh, this is another thing that may come up. I never barter for my services. My clients always pay in full. And when you can have a client pay in full for your services, you can become a charity and a foundation later on. Because you can't be a charity right now if your cup is empty. Let me I'm say, I've run a charity with an empty cup for seven years. And <laughs> it must be about the same time as you left yoga teaching, because it was October 2019 when I closed the door. Wow. But it, it was the same month that I decided I was divorcing the husband, the same month. But I realized, I think, exactly why my, my body had failed. <laughs> it 
because that's when I started to not be able to walk and all of the things that were going wow. on. So, wow. well, no, I'd already been, it had been happening for a couple of years, but at that point I realised what I'd done to myself. So right. trying to run a charity when you are for yourself, it's exactly what it was. <laughs> you ended you end up becoming resentful because you're actually hungry while you're giving. No, it doesn't work like that. I know. Hello. This is the fun aspect of Katie. This is how to make a successful brand and business and then enter into nonprofit and charity. I'm saying serve and activate those leaders that are hungry, that are waiting to serve bigger communities. Because once you build that together, what happens is you could serve the world because money doesn't matter anymore. You've evolved and outgrown the money game. And once you're no longer playing with the game of money and how it's been taught to create it, you're actually just giving back from a cup that is overflowing. So that's where we're supposed to give. And our physical health, we can never get back. This is number one. I had a physical journey into embodiment before I had my gifts activated before I had this voice, before I could speak like fluid water in divine liquid divinity. I speak in a way because it's a direct transmission of my journey, of my experience, but my whole body, every day, I make sure that my instrument, my physical instrument, can house this vibrational, powerful energy so that home this is the home to focus on before. Mm, yeah, yeah. This is heaven on Mother Earth. This yeah. beautiful embodiment capturing light and vibration. This is the heaven we must focus on to allow it to create the Mother Earth that we see. And that message came to me as well when I started the podcast, well, as I was starting the podcast. I had a song that channels through me and it was, you've got to love yourself. So the, the, the lyrics to that song were for me. Oh, I love as it. As well as a reminder to everybody else. They are. They are. Amazing. Oh. Thank you so much for today. It has been absolutely beautiful. Beyond, I can't even put it into words. <laughs> beautiful. That's the point. I think when it's beyond words, that's where we're learning to receive. That's where I receive the most gifts and grace and magical miracles. It's That's the space of the ineffable and sublime. It actually even goes beyond the map of consciousness in the range where it's even going beyond love. It's It doesn't need words to be experienced. It's just being a witness and feeling that vibration inside that is what is meant to be alchemized and amplified, integrated and embodied. So there are many seeds in this conversation and transmission activation. It's meant for many seasons of growth, not just for today, but for many years to come. Thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you if they want to get hold of some more of Ivan's energy? I'm a total introvert. I'm traditionally not on social media all the time. I'm like little Casper, the friendly ghost. You can find me directly on Instagram. If you type in Rose, R-O-S-E, 
N, like Nancy, and Potter, P-O-T-T-E-R. That would be my direct Instagram. I don't have any VAs, so I look at messages that come through. And if you tuned in to this wonderful conversation, I'd be happy to hear any magic transformation that has happened in your life and that you're tuning into and that you're inspired. And you can find me there for music as well as I create this wonderful album that's in the works. Once again, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Mm, many blessings. Bye for now. Bye, beautiful souls. Bye, visionary troopers. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories. Learn to trust your intuition now. Thanks for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I trust that you will have heard something today that you were ready to hear, and that it's made you feel a little lighter, more aligned and connected with your soul's purpose, and you have been reminded of who you really are and the true nature of the power that you hold within you. My aim for this podcast is to bring love, light, wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, go back and listen to some of the back catalogue of previous episodes. Subscribe, follow, rate and review so that you're notified when new episodes drop in and share this podcast with anyone that you think it may help to listen to. You can connect with me at soulfulvalley.com and if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there are links to my social media platform.